Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Mojo Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. Mojo, taking you through the world of sports today. On today's show, we've got a busy show today. We're going to be talking Mets, Yankees, Major League Baseball. I'll also be talking NBA, NHL playoffs, going through all the, you know, definitely be talking Pittsburgh Senators. We're going to be talking Ducks versus Predators, and then we're going to also be talking, obviously, Cavs, Celtics. Warriors, Spurs, so we'll be going through that. We're also going to talk, touch on some football, boxing, and, and a little on the freakness. But we're going to really be talking a lot of baseball today. And, uh, you know, Mets finally broke the seven-game losing streak yesterday and got a win, a big much-needed win. So we're going to talk about that. And, with the, you know, can they turn this around? Yankees lost a tough one last night, but Yankees still playing great baseball. Also, on today's show, We'll be talking. Uh, I'll be giving away a Derek Jeter rookie card as, in, uh, to a random caller, you know, in honor, in honor of uh, in honor of him going his number being retired and, and going into Monument Park. So it's, it's a, a busy day. Today's show is only going to be about two hours because I got a busy day today. We're actually going to the Mets game tonight with my son Anthony's school. And there's like 400 people going, so it should be a lot of fun. We're going to be on the field for uh, the National Anthem. There's the Raritan Band from here in Hazlitt will be playing the National Anthem. So all the kids and parents will be on the field before the game for the National Anthem, so that will be a lot of fun, but a big thrill for the kids. And uh, so so just a busy day today, so I'll be on for two hours, until about 12 today. But we're going to cram everything into this two hours. And, uh, you know, I just want to say, Coley, uh, the Mojo Sports Show brought to you by Totally Driven Entertainment Network, dedicated to bringing you total entertainment. My man, Bay Ragney, who runs the network, doing a great job with this network as we have really taken off as a network and uh, a lot of great shows. And I also want to give a shout-out to Bay, Jess, and Rachel Lauren, musician, as we launched our first magazine, and I got my copy in the mail today of autographs from Rachel Lauren. And inside it has the Mojo Sports Show article with my Major League Baseball prediction. So a very exciting time for Totally Driven Entertainment. I'll be posting it on my on the website. I have already on, on my Facebook, so I'll keep posting it. So, you know, I'm going to post it again now with the autograph. So thank you, Rachel, for, Rachel Lauren, for the autograph. And thank you, Bay and Jess, for all that you do and for getting sending me this and look forward to bigger things in the future here and uh, totally driven. But we're going to start off with some baseball today. And uh, so 
Obviously, the Mets, the Mets broke a seven-game losing streak yesterday, finally. So it was a, a, a nice breakout, you know, a nice breakout game. And, uh, you know, 3 nothing. They finally got a guy to go past seven innings. You know, it was the first time since April, you know, with the Mets starting pitching that they had a guy getting out into the seventh inning, a starting pitcher. So pretty amazing when they put the pitching that they had going into the season. Obviously, all the injuries have decimated them. But the Grom, that uh, Grom is, uh, you know, doing very well. This year, you know, striking out a lot. I'm sorry, I got, just got a little, little glitch here in the system, but I just fixed it. So, yeah, so the Grom pitched into the seventh inning last night, and, uh, you know, he's actually one amongst the leaders in strikeouts this year, although he hasn't had his best stuff. And then in the seventh inning last night, he had, like, kind of a blister problem. And, uh, you know, he uh, he battled through. He got down at a bases loaded, no out jam, which was huge last night. So it was a much-needed win for the Mets. Now going forward, where are the Mets? I mean, can the Mets make the run? They're six games on. Obviously, everything's gone wrong that could possibly go wrong this year for the team. I mean, what, what more can go wrong? And, uh, you know, all the injuries, Syndergaard's best it is, obviously the Harvey issues, you know, they lost Nass. I mean, they lost Cabrera now. They, you know, slow starts from Grandis. I mean, just Duda on a DL. No, there's so many things that have gone wrong for them. And is it too much to overcome is the big, is the big question. And, you know, that's something we're going to have to – that's something they're going to have to dig out. Now, last night they said all the right things. They said they feel they could still battle through this, and they still they got confidence that they're going to turn around. Another thing, over the last couple of years, if you follow the Mets, Mets two years ago, the Mets were dead in the water in June, July, right before the trade deadline, actually. They were dead in the water right before they got sexed, and then they made the big run. So you can't count the team out just because of the veterans and, and you know, but – Listen, this is a hole that they're digging. I mean, now they're back. Washington lost three in a row, so it's kind of keeping them a little in, in it now. It's seven. I mean, seven and a half, still seven and a half. It's a lot. But it's only like three games out of the wild card. So, listen, it's, it ain't over, but they need help. I mean, their bullpen is brutal. And losing Familia, obviously, I didn't mention Familia. That was a big blow as well, obviously. So, you lose your best pitcher, your best hitter, and your best relief pitcher. It's hard. But the team's got to keep fighting. You know, some positives have come out of this. I mean, Conforto is emerging as a star that we all thought he could be. So, you know, and he's hitting. Now he's got three homies off of lefties and 18 at bats this year. So he's showing that he's got the power against the lefties. So it's going to be interesting to see. Tonight, Wheel is pitching. You know, they're playing an angel team. Obviously, you got Trout and Pulos. Pulos didn't play last night. He turned out. I don't know if he's playing tonight, but they got Trout. But their team that the Mets, you know, is that they're, be, you know, they're not a great team, the Angels. So, He's a game that the Mets got to try to go out there and they got to try to win these series. They got to just keep winning series. You know, so if you win tonight, you got the series, but then you got to go for the jugular if you can win tonight and win that sweep. But first, you got to win tonight's game. So we'll see what happens there. We're going to get more into that in a minute. I just want to touch on the Yankee game from last night. They lost 5 to 4. They actually led, you know, they led early and uh, Severino left with a lead. Severino looked really good last night, slowing on. And uh, he had seven strikeouts in five innings. He only made five innings, 89 pitches, but only one run. He left with a 2-1 lead, and then Warren gave up three runs. Obviously, Longoria had the big hit, and then Morrison. But Longoria was, was put them ahead when it was four up with the RBI. 
So the Rays get a big win over the Yankees, five to four. But again, Yankees, Yankees are fine right now. You, know, you look at the standings. The Yankees are in first place. They're a game, half a game up, a game in the loss column on Baltimore. And uh, Boston's four out, but the Yankees, you know, you can't ask for a better start. Nine games over 500. The Yankees are playing great. They got a plus 58 differential in runs, which is one of the tops in the league. I mean, the Astros are plus 59, so the Yankees are second. No, sorry, the Dodgers are plus 65. Wow, that's pretty amazing. And they were. They're in third place in a plus 65 differential, although they're only two out. But the Yankees are off to a good start. You can't complain as a Yankee fan. They're way, way ahead of the curve. And, uh, you know, so, listen, you're going to have guys with the judges off to the hot start. He's starting to hit a little, not a slump, but he's the pat. Listen, you ain't going to hit 80 home runs. So, everybody, things happen. You know, guys go into a little rush. You know, and he's still hitting over 300, so I won't even call it a rut. Just, he's not going to hit a home run every day. Sanchez is working his way back. The Yankees are getting great contributions from Brett Gardner. Castro's been doing well. Henley's had a good year. You know, you know, when they lost Sanchez, Romine stepped in and did a good job. When they lost Edie, Torres did a good job. So they're getting contributions. Holiday's been a great veteran presence for them. He's made, it's going to come down to pitching with the Yankees. They need pitching. You know, they, first of all, they need Tanaka to step up. Tanaka's got to be the ace that they 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 hoped he was. That's for sure. But the rest of their staff, they're doing very you know doing very well so far. Like Pineda's been doing well. Obviously, Severino's been well. Sebastian hasn't been doing great, but he had a really good outing the other day. He really does great against the Royals in his career. So, but I think the Yankees are a team. Like I said previously on the show, if they're in the race in July, they're going to go get some guys. Now the question is going to be which prospects are they going to part with. If you get a big pitcher, you're going to have to. I don't think they'll go even near trading Torres, but a guy like Frazier is a guy, listen, you're going to have to give to get. So if you want a good a, a top pitcher, you're going to have to give some of these guys. Obviously not going to trade Judge. Obviously not, I don't think they're going to trade Torres. But I could see Frazier as a possible piece. I don't even think they'll trade Chase Adams. But for the right pitcher, they may. I heard a name floating around, maybe Garrett Cole. Now, Cole's a guy you're going to have to give. You know, definitely give Frazier and probably another good pitching prospect. I don't think Frazier and Adams you'd have to give. I think that's too much. You know, for a bigger name pitcher, yeah. But Cole is still young and under contract. I think Cole would actually be a decent fit for the Yankees. But we also got to see if Pittsburgh decides to go in that direction. So it's going to be interesting to see. I got to say, if you're a Yankee fan, obviously I'm a Mets fan, but I'm a baseball fan. And, you know, if you're a Yankee fan, you got to be ecstatic about the start to the season. So they're way ahead of the curve. Everybody thought there was a year or two away. They've come out. They had a great spring training, and they've carried it over to the regular season. So they're half a game out. they got a nice battle. Don't count Boston out either. Obviously, Toronto, who's considered to be one of the better teams in the NL East, really fell flat. They started the season like 1-11. I mean, that's a hard hole to dig at them. But Yankees just got to keep playing. And if they, you know, Toronto now, they're 18-25. and 25. So actually, Toronto is – has been playing good baseball since that. I don't know if you've seen during the week again. But he's another bat flip, and he got hit with a pitch from it. So, 
you know, this, you know, to me, I, I get people get a little too crazy with these bat flips and showboat, and I think uh, they they take it a little too much. But retaliation, retaliation, it's gonna happen. So part of the game, you got to take it. I like that the teacher just took it and ran to first base because that's baseball. That's what you got to do. You, you know, sit there, point and charge, and they won both benches. So that's baseball. That's what happens. You know, you, you're going to show somebody up sometimes, they're going to feel the need to throw at you or hit you. So tough break for the Braves, too, speaking of that series. Of Braves, uh, Freddie Freeman, they lost for 10 weeks. That's a tough loss for them. Uh, got, hit, got a hit on the wrist with a, a pitch. So tough loss. He's having a great year for him. And he's a great player. So he's having a, that was a tough loss for the Braves uh, to have to them early in the year. But looking around the majors, I mean, you got to survive. The Twins are in first place. Nobody's seen that coming. The Yankees at first, nobody's seen that coming. The Astros, who people seen it coming. I actually had them in my uh, predictions winning the division. That's seven, six and a half up, seven in a loss column on Texas already. Texas has been a little of a disappointment, although they are playing better now. They're all three games over 500 now, but they started off slow. Nationals with a seven-game lead on the Braves and seven and a half on the Mets. The Brewers, another surprise team in first place. I mean, I see the Nationals, we, we knew one of the best teams. But the Brewers, two games up on the Cardinals, three on the Cubs. Cubs, only one game over 500. That's why it's early, people. you got to be patient because things could change. The Rockies, 27-16, and 16, another surprise team. So you got the Diamondbacks, two out. So between the Rockies, the Brewers, the Twins, and the Yankees, four to six divisions, these are surprises. So that's the beauty of baseball. That's why you got to come into every season feeling positive because anything can happen in in the world of baseball. Anything. You know, that's why they play the game. That's why you're opening day. Everybody's happy because it's opening day. Let's hit the phone lines. Hello, you're on the Mojo Sports Show. Hello, Mojo. Bodie from Pinebush. What's going on? Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Been uh, uh, struggling through the heat wave, but I'm good. Um, I haven't really been watching the Mets this past uh, couple of weeks, but I've been following uh, Little Anthony's team on Facebook. And... um, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like so, you've been posting pictures, and he looks like a professional pitcher. The way he stands and his his feet and the way he throws the ball, he's like so adorable. I think he's my new team. The Hazlitt team <laughs> is my new team. The Hazlitt Hawks, baby. Yeah, they're really, Hazlitt they're Hawks. really good. Night, three to one. He pitched again last uh, night. He threw a scoreless inning last night. Three to one. Oh, and the good. He was really hot last night. He battled through the heat. To a scoreless inning. The Hawks are playing good. We got a great team. I mean, our team's playing well. Three to one. I know. I see. We a lot of yesterday, but we're pitching and we're playing defense. With the, the Haslam Hawks are playing good baseball. And tomorrow, we got a big doubleheader first place team. If we could win the two games, we'll be in, we'll be in first tied for first. So it's big. Right. They're doing better than the Mets. <laughs> They're yeah, really good. I, I, there's, there's a few players on the team that could play in the Mets right now. I know, but he is, uh, the way he pitches and everything, he looks so cute, like a real professional. I've been tagging all his pitches. And um, the, I was looking on um, my TV uh, before, the guide. The Mets are on tonight or this afternoon? 
tonight. We're going. We're actually going with his school. There's like 400 people going, and they get. I know. Go I heard you say that. But it's it, it is tonight. What time? Because the gate TV guide has it for a one o'clock game. No, that's 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 the replay from yesterday. Oh, okay. So it is tonight then, for sure. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Oh, you hear yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Hold on. I'm sorry, Anthony's talking to me for a second. I can't do it. Yeah. Hey, so. hi, Ant. How are you? Grandma said hi, Anthony. Hi. Uh, he's playing. He's playing MLB the show. You know, for PlayStation right now. He, he's, uh, yeah. He, tell, he's trying, tell he's him he's having trouble my... warming up a pitcher. He's trying to warm up a pitcher. He's tell, tell him he. <laughs> tell him he. His team became my favorite baseball team over the Mets. Grandma said your favorite, team. The Hawks are the, are the, her favorite team over the match now. <laughs> he's laughing. He's involved in an intense game of MLB The Show right now. He's yeah, playing, I know. Uh, I usually, I, the Mets versus the Angels he's playing. They're probably <laughs> going to play better than they are in person. Well, hopefully the Mets will win well, tonight. Well, at least they got the win last night. They broke the losing streak, right? Yeah. So hopefully they'll they'll start picking up. They usually they usually do start picking up around the end of June, beginning of July. They're always, they always start off pretty bad, and then they wind up picking up in the summer. So hopefully they will. Well, enjoy the game tonight, and I'll be watching. Thank you. I will I definitely definitely uh, watch out. I mean, we're going to be sitting in the upper deck because the whole school they got certain tickets, you know, like certain spots. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's going to be it'll be fun. Okay, I'll watch for you. Enjoy the game. And hopefully Thank I'll get you. to see one Anthony's uh, uh, games before the summer, before the season is over. Okay? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Christine said she's coming for the playoffs in June, so we'll come with her Okay, so I'll be there too. <laughs> okay? Yeah, definitely. Okay, All have right. fun tonight. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for the call. You're welcome. Bye. Cody from Pinebush. Going talking some baseball, talking Hazlitt Hawks. I mean, the Hazlitt Hawks are the talk of the town right now. They're playing great baseball. Back to the phone line. My man Adam, what's going on? Mr. Mojo, it's, it's been uh, it's been a while since I've had an opportunity to call in, but I'm uh, I'm sitting in traffic right now, heading back from Coney Island. My sister ran the Brooklyn Half Marathon this morning, so oh, took nice. little Mia for a car ride out to watch. Oh, nice. And, That's uh, me around there been listening, That's nice. been listening and I uh, wanted to call in. Listen, you know, I I want to talk about the, the, the true star in New York baseball, uh, Little Anthony. I hear he's tearing it up. Little Anthony, it's funny you say that. Uh, so I just got uh, I just got the stats from uh, the coach, Jerry, and uh, Anthony's batted 576 on the season. He just sent it to me. Listen, you know, the scouts, they start they start looking at the kids, you know, er, earlier and earlier these days. Uh, I want to know when we're going to get some scouts out on these fields and, and watch them uh, deal. I heard he yeah, getting the nod today, right? A big doubleheader? No, no he pitched. He actually pitched again last night. So he had a pitch last night. And we won 3-1 to one last night. He pitched. And I'll tell you, he gutted it out. It was really hot, you know, real muggy and hot. And, you know, I've seen him warm-ups. He was, you know... He, 
he was, you know, fighting through it in warm-ups, but he, he battled through it to a perfect inning. And, you know, nobody got on, and he battled through it. So it was very – especially the last batter, it was 3-0, and and he looked a little, you know, aggravated at himself, but then he threw three straight strikes and struck him, struck him out. So it was nice. Very uh, way to, nice way to close the inning, you know. Listen, I tell you this all the time, you can't teach heart. Yes. No, you can't. He has heart. He's very competitive on the mound when you see him pitch. He's very competitive. He wants, you know, when he throws a ball or if he gets he gets he gets mad at himself, like he bang, pounds his glove, he kicks the dirt. They try to tell him though he's gotta relax, you know, just stay cool. But you know that's part yeah. of his competitiveness, you know. Tony the Mets had those type of competitors. Like, like I said to Tony, I think there's four or five kids on the Haslett Hawks that could be on the Mets right now. <laughs> it's just, it's really just a disgrace. But you know, I tapped to Degrom last night for going out and just ending this losing streak and saying enough's enough. Yeah, they needed it. They needed, you know, I can believe it was their first pitcher to go to get it out in the seventh inning since April. Since Degrom did it in early April, that's crazy. Unbelievable. I have. It seems like everybody's got ninety, hundred pitches in the fifth inning now, right? I mean. Reyes really, you know, helped him out, too, with that grab. That was a nice play in it. Yeah. I thought I was telling Anthony when it happened. I was like, see, that's the concentration. Even if it don't stay in the glove, you stay with it, you know. That's nice concentration, that play. Yeah. And it looks like they're going to get you know, set just... his back Monday. So, you know, hopefully. You know, I seen them last night. Sandy and, and Collins, they're talking, you know, saying we feel we're going to make a run. You know, it's early in the year. We've done this in the past, which they had. A couple of years ago, they looked dead in the water, right? I mean, they look, they're, only, they're only like, what, four out of the second wild card right now? So, like, they're not out of three it. now. Three out. Yeah. Three and a half. And they're seven out. You know, the division, I don't even, you know, seven and a half. Washington's got uh, a division. Team, over. You know. That's over. Yeah. But the wild card could definitely be had. You know, if they get everybody back. You know, all this is, you know, one thing about it, I criticize him for not making off-season moves, but he always makes a move at the deadline, right, usually. So, yeah. if they're hanging around, they'll do something. You know, like I said, the bright one of the bright spots of this is Ben Caforto, right? I mean, it's got, he got a chance now to step in and show what he could do, right? Oh, I mean, Granderson, Granderson's effectively done when Cespedes comes back. You know, Conforto's starting every day. Yeah, oh, that's not even a question. Yeah, you know, and if you, you know, I know he has a blind loyalty to, to like, Duda and Grandison Collins, but there's no way. If you want to play Grandison, then the only other option is to move Brewster first because, you know, you can't – Conforto is earned there. He's got three homers and 18 at-bats off lefties. Yeah. You know, so that's, you know, something we haven't expected, you know, haven't expected. So, you know, I – 11 home runs already, and he didn't even start the season as a starter, you know, so he's he's, he's impressive for Florida. Yeah. Listen, quick, I, I, I'm I going to lose you in a minute, but I just quick pivot to, to basketball and the Cavs. You know, Unbelievable. You have, all, you have all the LeBron naysayers out there, right? You know, now yeah. they're all saying, oh, competition, competition. I don't want to hear it. They are killing people. The guy is exactly. playing – it's his 14th year in the league, and he looks better and better every single game. They, I don't care who they're playing. They don't give me this, it's, it's weak competition, it's the East. No, they are out there murdering people. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's I came home last night, and I just flipped on the channels. You know, I'm going to go to the Met game. 
So I said, let me check the bet. They were up 44 at halftime. I'm like, holy cow, what the hell is going on here? They're going to sweep their way to the final. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. I think they're going to win it all. I think they're going to beat I think so, State, too. The way, the way they're playing right now, they're definitely going to – I mean – This is just, total – you're watching total dominance, and especially by LeBron. I mean, this is total dominance right now. I, I was talking to my cousin about it last night. I'm like, I was a little bit too young to appreciate Jordan, but, like, he's, he's right there. I mean, it's like – the guy, like, he, he's he's firming his position as, like, top, you know, he's definitely in the top five of all time, but he's, like, right there with Jordan, you know. It's, it's I agree. Next. I agree. You know, to me, I listen, I didn't, see, play any well, I didn't see guys like, yeah, I didn't see guys like Will Chamberlain play and stuff, but guys that I've watched play in my life, no particular, the Jordan, LeBron, and Kobe are the three best as far as what I've seen in my life. As far as guys that could just take over and win it and really carry teams to championships, I'm not, I'm not saying they're great players with that. Physical, like specimen, like he he plays, he could play one to five, and his shot is getting better. It's it's great when he's hitting his threes. They, that he's that's it. I mean, you might as well just hand him a trophy if he's hitting a three pointer because that's you know, it's the one shot you always wanted to give him so he don't get around you. But yeah. he's hitting and you know, crazy like, shots. I, I he's don't making even, everybody better. It's insane. I don't even think he cares anymore about the regular season MVP. All he wants is, like, the final. Oh, round. no. He don't. <clears throat> he just wants to add to his rank collection. And you know what? The way he's playing now, he's going to get a couple of more before his career yeah. is over for sure. You know, so you're watching an all-time great right now. There's no doubt about it. And I tell you know most of my friends are, are on the the anti LeBron wagon and they love hating on him. And I'm like guys, just just enjoy the show. You know what? Why waste all this negative energy on I'm hating the guy? Just enjoy the greatness. Uh, you know they he's a bitch. He you know we, you know he does everything he does. He gets picked apart. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these guys are just. Some of these guys are just you know. They. They just take like they, they people just like to hate on people, you know. I, you know, it, it's it's just the way of life, I guess. People hate on people, you know. But you can't, how can you hate on a guy like that? I mean, I understand criticizing people for certain things, but he you're looking at one of the best ever right now. Ever. And, uh, look, he made a mistake, you know, with this whole announcement and uh, party in Miami after. But he was young. He was sort of ignorant, and and that was it. He. He apologized. And he, and he got he past, past it. it. And now he's back in Cleveland when he won a championship, and he might win another one this year. So, you know, I'm sure, listen, Cleveland's, Cleveland's forgiven him, forgave him already, right? So, yeah. It's unbelievable. But to your point, yeah, you're watching one of the best ever right now. There's no doubt about it. There's no way around it. So. Right, well, what else, I got what, call what else in. is on your, your schedule for today? You're, just, you're going home now? Yeah, heading home. My wife has uh, has a brunch with uh, all of her friends and the babies, so I'm doing a handoff. I gave her the morning off today, so she went to the gym, you know, slept in a little oh, bit. Man. I took Mia out. You and Mia? Is you and Mia in the car? Just me and Mia. She's sleeping in the back seat right now. We're just hanging oh. out. My oh, parents cool. were out, you know, out in Coney Island, too. They came from Jersey to watch, so. Spent a little oh, time. That's great. Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, now I'll get the afternoon maybe to hang out. Maybe I'll go for a run. We'll see. 
Yeah. Well, enjoy. No, that uh, sounds I'm, like a great day. That sounds like an awesome day. You should yeah. get Carlucci on your way home. Oh, yeah. Dude, you got to get there, man. <laughs> you, they'll you make know what? I could have told you to go to Sonny's and get a Godfather. So you were I, had a, I, I couldn't mess up an Nathan's hot dog, even if it was 9 in the morning. Yeah, no, that's true. You're there. You got to have it while you're there. Oh, I yeah. About that. Absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, well, enjoy the Met game later. I will do. Thank you. And I'll see you. I'll speak All to you right. on Monday. For sure. All right, Thanks for care. calling, Adam, from Manhattan. Always great from the Met Roundtable, calling in, talking some baseball as always. Great job, Adam. Thanks for calling. So we're going to take a quick commercial, and I'm going to come back with more baseball talk. We're going to do some more NBA playoffs. We're going to get into some hockey playoffs as well when I return. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your ghoul friend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our stores voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street, 
in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook. Welcome back to the Mojo Sports Show. The busy first half hour we had. Next, like I said, we're going to go to about 12 o'clock today. Uh, got a lot of stuff going on. We got uh, booking a lot of baseball already. We're gonna, I'm going to give away the Derek Jeter rookie card shortly. And, uh, you know, we're going to definitely get into some NBA and NHL playoffs as well. So definitely call in 718 508 9883. So we're going to be doing a lot of stuff. So I do want to just talk. Adam brought up some NBA playoffs, so I just want to talk. So today you have game three, Warriors-Spurs. Obviously, it's at 9 o'clock tonight. That game, that series, listen, everybody figured the Warriors might win anyway. But, listen, when they were up, Spurs were up 20-something points in the third quarter in game one, and then Leonard gets hurt. The whole series turned around with Leonard's injury. There's no doubt about it. So we'll see if Leonard's questionable for tonight, if the Spurs could get back in the series. The, going to the East, I mean, the Cav, like Adam was just talking about, the Cavaliers, it's just unbelievable. I mean, 44-point win on the road. They blew two big blowouts on the road. I know Sal from Jersey, you may call in today, a big Celtics fan, and uh, we'll talk with him if he calls in. And, listen, Celtics got a, the bright, brightest future you could possibly. I mean, they number one seed in the East. They're in the Eastern Conference Finals. They got the number one pick. I like what they said yesterday, Ainge is – Angels like throwing out the thing. They may take ball. They just try to bait the Lakers. Ainge loves shite. Ainge loves ripping people off, man. He ripped Sacramento off for Isaiah Thomas. He ripped off Boston. I mean, so I mean, what he did to Boston is I I, I don't even like can't even comprehend why Boston made a move like that. You know, but uh, you know, they have a bright future, Boston. Just right now, LeBron is just on. LeBron's on this. It don't matter who they were playing right now. And I don't think it's going to even matter when they play Golden State. Now, I don't think they sweep Golden State like this. I think it'll be an awesome series, and Golden State could win it if they play. But I just think right now, the way Cleveland's playing, I, I, LeBron is on another planet right now. This is the Jordan-Kobe planet here that we've seen win championships through the years. LeBron could, and like Adam said, he's right up there with anybody. Nobody could deny that. I mean, this guy... It's unbelievable. And the physical, he's just a physical specimen, too. Like, it, it's unbelievable what you're watching here. And he's getting better. I mean, it, it's just, it's unbelievable what we're seeing here from LeBron. It really is. I mean, I don't see Boston winning a game. Now they're going back to Cleveland, 2 nothing. I, I I think Cleveland really drops the hammer on him in game three, and then it's pretty much over after that. I'm interested to see tonight's game if, if – uh, when it comes back, if the Spurs can get themselves back in a series, because this series should be 1-1. The Spurs should never lost game one. That was just a rough, a rough loss, uh, you know, for them. Uh, just touching on the NHL quick before I get back into baseball. Obviously, big win for the Penguins last night, 3-2, to two, to even the series at two with Ottawa. That's, see, I still think Pittsburgh's going to end up winning the Cup here. I just think Pittsburgh's got a... The experience and everything, but Ottawa, listen, you got to give Ottawa credit. Two games up, Ottawa's done a great job to even be in this spot. I mean, the Rangers, I thought, were the better team in the series, but Ottawa won, so I guess, you know, you can't say that, but, you know, I don't know if the Rangers would have beat the Penguins anyway. The Penguins do well against the Rangers. I just think the Penguins got to, I, I expect the Penguins to win it all. I really do. 
The Ducks had a big win the other day in overtime to even the series as well with the Predators. Now it's back to tonight at 7.15 in Anaheim, so Predators, Ducks. So Predators still made a nice run, but here's another team, Anaheim, with a lot of experience. And I, if I had to predict, I would love to see Nashville in the Cup, but I, if I had to predict, I think it's going to be a Pittsburgh-Anaheim uh, Cup. That's just my uh, opinion, and I think Pittsburgh's going to win it again. I think uh, Crosby Malkin is going to add to that, add to that ring collection here. I just, I, I just don't see. I just think this experience there is going to be too much. So, but we'll get into that. Listen, the phone lines are open. Call in. I have a random number picked for this Derek Jeter rookie card. I'm going to give away today, and uh, so definitely call in to try to win that. And uh, you know, I want to do a little. Uh, what I'm going to do now is a little baseball power rankings. I'm going to do my little power rankings right now. So. Right now, now this is right now. This ain't, you said it's going to do good. Who's going to win in the beginning of the year predictions? This is right now. My my power rankings. I'm going to give you my top. Give you my top. Well, we'll go through. We'll just start going through it. Right now, I have the Astros as my top team in the power ranks. I just think the way they're playing right now, to me, they're the best team in baseball right now. I think, you know, will they do it all year? That's to be determined. But again, this is the power rankings as of. As of May May twentieth, so the Astros right now at, at twenty nine and thirteen. I mean they're just playing great. They're fifteen and four on the road. They're just playing great baseball. They got it all working right now. So to me, you know, and, and then you have key plays like you could talk about all their hitting, the way they're starting pitching, pitching, and all the young bats they got. Keiko's pitching great. But to me, is there a more valuable reliever of baseball than Chris Devensky, who's been unbelievable for Houston this year? So, to me, the keys like that are why they're the top team. The Nationals, I have number two. You know, number one in the NL, of course. But, listen, I like the national team. I think all they need is a closer, and they'll get one. But the hitting, I mean, Hopper's back MVP form. Zimmerman's having an awesome year. Murphy's. They just line up Trey Turner. They got a great lineup. They have Scherzer and Strasburg on the top of that rotation. They got other good, you know, Walk. They got other good Gonzalez, good pitching. Once they get that closer, I, I personally don't think they're going to get caught in the NL East. I think Washington's going to win the division pretty easily, but we'll see what happens there. But you know, just going through the, I have the Yankees at number three. Yankees, you know, you heard me talk about the Yankees in the beginning of the show, how great they're doing. So. Yankees will be number three on my list. Cardinals right now are playing great, but I'm not going to put them four. I'm going to put the Rockies. I think the Rockies are playing unbelievable baseball right now. I'm going to put the Rockies. The 12 and 5, 70, 706 winning percentage on the road, the best in the majors. The, the Cardinals were hot. I'm still not putting them up there, like I said, but they're in my top 10. You know, another team surprising the Brewers, but I'm going to put, I'm going to, I'm going to put, the Twins up there. Right now, I don't think the Twins can sustain this, but first place, the Twins are playing good baseball right now. You know, I got the Orioles are right up there, probably six or seven. How about the Brewers? Cardinals and the Brewers are both two teams. The Brewers, without Braun, they're doing this. And then the Diamondbacks, another team. You know, you have a team, another team that they could just use a closer. I mean, Rodney's 10 for 12, but he's 8.59 ERA. Although a lot of it's been in non-save situations he's gotten rocked. Now you have other teams that are starting to play better, like the Dodgers, the Red Sox, they're starting to come on. You know, 
Cubs, you know, are going to be there. The Rangers are playing good baseball now. And another team is the Reds. I mean, the Reds are playing good baseball right now. But that division right now is pretty much all over the place. In the end. I mean, you have, you have the Brewers in first place. You have the tied in the lost column with the Cardinals. They're two up, though. The Cubs three out. The Reds five out. You know, the Reds now have dropped under 500, but the Reds were doing really well. Just to take a quick look at, to me, disappointments. Obviously, the Mets are a huge disappointment so far this year. That's the expectation, right? You could say the Cubs, but they're one game over 500. The Cubs, you know, are going to get hot. The Giants have been a huge disappointment at 18 and 25. Looking in the AL, Texas was, but they turned around. I think the Mariners are a little disappointment. People expected more from them. The Tigers, Indians, pretty much. The Royals, 17 and 24, so they've been a big disappointment. And, the, and obviously the Blue Jays have been a huge disappointment. So, but I'll tell you, losing Canarcion was a big loss for that lineup. There's no, no way around it. So, all right, we're going to hit the phone line. We're going to keep talking baseball. Dr. A from Old Bridge, what's going on? Hey, how are you? All right, how's it going? Good, good. Hey, do you realize you're going to be at the game where Colin sets his record for the Mets manager tenureship? Yeah, I've right? seen that. <laughs> yeah, i just seen that this morning. Yeah, I think the irony of it, your favorite manager. <laughs> my, yeah, well, my, I, I'm at the game where he's going to break the record. It's amazing. And I'll tell you, you hear all the yeah. positives coming out of him and Alderson. They think it's going to get turned around. I think what you were saying before, it's not over, right? I mean, the wild card three games, and even seven games to first place. I mean, it's not seven and a half games. I think it's not over. But if we know if they play the way they've been playing, you know, a 500 ball club, you know, to a couple games under, it's over. So it's like they can't – something's got to give. Something's got to change. The team has to make a move, get on a good winning streak, and really just play consistent baseball – and it's, what this team really needs to turn around is the pitcher. Some, either one of the pitchers is going to have to maybe Syndergaard coming back, Lugo, something's going to have to give because I don't think we can expect a shutout like DeGrom last night. He looked great. And even uh, you could tell the lack of confidence in the bullpen. The guy is rubbing his finger, picking at it, biting at it, lost total control, bases loaded, no outs, and we left him in. What does that tell you? Yeah, and I'll tell you. I know, I heard Ron Darling saying, take him out, right? Yeah. I was sitting there with Anthony watching it. I'm like, please don't take him out. <laughs> it's it like, like confidence in the bullpen. Like, you're going to bring in the bullpen, they're going to give up a grand slam, and you're going to say, he the Grom in for that. You know, that he got out of the inning, amazing job. It, to be honest, it shocked me because you could see he lost whatever, something with his grip and his aim, and he was kind of just thrown all around the plate. Like, he looked done. But – the lack of confidence in the bullpen pushed them to do something I think they need to do. Our starting pitchers start, have to start going seven innings complete. They can't keep going five innings, 110 pitches in five, and expect this team to do anything. Too much pressure for the bullpen to do the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth. It's a losing formula. We're going to have to live, or, live and die with our starting pitches a little longer. And that, maybe that game is the turning point for that. But if they can't do it, I don't think we're going to win anyway. I, you said I agree. It's, it's, I, I think, every you know, game, they need five to. innings, 100 pitches. It, it's, and it's not just Harvey. It's highlighted when Harvey's pitching, but it's all of them. So it was good to see DeGrom 
Although I honestly thought he was going to blow it. Staying for the seven proved me wrong. Stay away from the bullpen a little bit. They need to start resting. They can't keep pitching every bullpen guy every game. And the third, fourth game, they've just given up runs like there's no tomorrow. They used to. <laughs> Don't they have, like, the highest yeah. ERA in baseball? Yeah, I mean, I, I know I, the I, last couple of games, I think they've been pitching better. But I, I, I know a couple, like, a few days ago they did. I know that. They may still have it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just something you don't even want to be near. Yeah. You don't want to be Especially in a top with, three of the highest ERA for your bullpen. And I didn't think the bullpen was going to be great, but I thought Familiar would be all right. Now we lost yeah. Familiar for the season. I mean, this is that's of every injury, I think that's one of the most critical because he's not coming back. So maybe something would read thinking it was temporary. Now it's yeah, if you're the bullpen, you have to have the mindset that this is permanent. Uh, you might get him back at the very end of the year. I, I think he'd be useless anyway. Yeah, they're saying maybe mid, mid, mid to late August or is, a, is like the best-case scenario. But you still need yeah. another arm. You're gonna, if you're planning on saying that we're going to make a run and we feel we're going to turn around, then you have to get some reinforcement to help that. You know, you, you got you to. And if he comes back, what, what's he going to have? Yeah, you know, we've seen yeah, them I mean, players come back and be injured. I don't think you can count on that. You, I did, I did hear some good news on, on Syndergaard that they said uh, they said they think he's he could be already like a week or two ahead of schedule. Now, does that mean they're going to rush him back too soon? Or, you yeah, know, you but wonder. listen, if they could get Cinder, the best case for Syndergaard is the all-star break. So that's mid-July. That's the best best case scenario. Which, you know, if, if like we talked about, if they can hang around within two or three games and get everybody back, then they can make a run. But if you're seven, eight games out, then, you're not, you know, it's going to be harder, you know? Yeah, it's near impossible. We, we don't seem to have the consistency where we're getting lucky with the pitching and the hitting is kind of doing it together. That just hasn't happened this year. The pitching's yeah. been so-so. Yeah. The hitting's been sporadic. The one, the one bright, bright spot in the beginning of the year, we were saying, oh, Bruce, Bruce. And that now that we've seen Bruce with the Mets in a stretch with no Cespedes, and we've seen yeah. the Mets with Cespedes and no Bruce, I know who's the more valuable player in the lineup. Yeah, and to me, it's Cespedes. When Cespedes yeah, is in the course. lineup, the whole offense is better. And I like what Bruce has done, but he, he's hitting 255. You know, yeah. home runs, like, Conforto passed him. So now it comes yeah, down to To hitting. me, with all the injuries, that's been the positive of all, right? It, it's been the emergence of yeah. Conforto has come out of this. I'm, I'm wondering at this point, how good is this player going to be? I don't think he'll ever be a stellar defensive player, but I think he's a more than good enough defensive player. He has a decent arm. But now you're starting to look at his early stats from two seasons ago when they were comparing him to some of the greats. His sophomore year was kind of a question mark, maybe how we utilized him. But this is starting to look like a breakout year for the guy. If you would have told me Conforto would be not even as a starter leading in home runs, RBIs, yeah, and he's hitting lefties, righties. Three homers home and 18 at-bats against lefties, right? Three homers and 18 at-bats against lefties. That's impressive. For somebody who they yeah. said, who Collins has said, can't, he don't think can hit lefties. Well, guess what? He could hit lefties. He's, pro- he's proven yeah. it wrong. So, yeah, if you find the one shining spot of a miserable first half so far, it clearly has been Conforto, you know, all around. And 
my concern when Cespedes comes back is what is this team going to do? You've you got to play Cespedes. You're not going to bench Bruce. So that leaves you with a no-brainer, but somehow I think it's going to mess up Granison and Conforto. I'm, yeah. I'm really worried that Conforto, our number one guy offensively, and we need offense because the pitching ain't there, is going to move to the bench. And that, that I, wouldn't that be a horrible decision? Yeah, well, if they did that, I mean, you know. He, need, he needs to keep playing. This, this is a breakout year for him. You know, what he's going to do in a second half. Play, if he wants to play, if he's got his mindset and his blind loyalty to Granderson, then the only other move is to move Bruce to first, right? Because you can't take Conforto out of the lineup. Now, the key is going to be how much is, for him to do that, he's got means he don't trust Conforto instead of Fields, right? That he's going to want Granderson instead of Conforto and right and Bruce at first. But to me, then you weaken your infield defense by doing that, right? Quite a bit, so, which, which hasn't been great. But not that dude is the greatest first baseman in the world either, but he's at least a, a natural first baseman, right? That's his natural position right. pretty much. So, But personally, like you have mentioned on the show in the last couple of weeks, that Dominic Smith should be up there just more or less for his defense alone because he's a stellar defensive player from what they're saying. You know, yeah. so hey, the whole time Duda was hurt, Dominic Smith should have been playing. Duda's back, we could have sent him down, or he could have been playing great, and we can't send him down. But that opportunity, we just said, ah. Like, you know, it's just yeah. rare when you have your, your top defensive guys in the minors, you know, and you're rating them very high, and you're saying they're ready. But you won't play them because you got starters, and you're trying to give the starters a chance. But if they go down and they get hurt, you make the exception. You don't bring the rookie yeah. under the pressure of, hey, Dominic, you got to be our first baseman the rest of the season. Hey, you just got to cover it for him. Do your best. You know what I'm saying? you got an opportunity here. That's all you tell the player. So they're not overly pressured. But we didn't even give him a shot. And the same thing as shortstop. And that's the weirdest thing to me about the season. And I know it's about the money, why they don't want to bring them up. But shortstop and first base go down. And for a considerable time, and we don't bring up our guys that, that – in the end, I can't say they would have done great, but I think we would have been better at both positions. You know, if these guys are rated the way they're supposed to be rated, it might be the difference of five games now. Who knows? You know, where we'd be in the standings. Would we still chasing the Nationals or hoping for wild card to save a little bit of money from bringing up rookies? I mean, that, that bothers me. I prefer to see yeah. them. When, when you overly tap rookies, I want to see them get their shot. I want to see – you know, how they look, how they're progressing. Like when Conforto first came up and, you know, show me what you got. Don't let me just keep reading. He's hitting 300 in the minors. And, the, and and he looks ready. Either they're ready or they're not, or you're just bloating them up for a possible trade. You're afraid to bring them up. Yeah. Listen, and we talked about this the other day, that next year, that's why I don't think Bruce, Days because I think and I don't think they want Conforto in center field next year, and they have to. I, know, I can understand play. that. I don't think he's a center fielder, left or right. No, but but my my point is, I have no problem going in a different direction. But then they have to go sign a real good center fielder like a Lorenzo Kane or something who's going to be a free agent. Like right. if you want to do that, that's fine. But then you go get Lorenzo Kane to play center field, which I don't mind because he's. A, Really great center field. He's fast. He can hit, and he's a right-hander. And the Mets really mm-hmm. have a lot of lefties. They can use a right-handed bat anyway. 
you know. Right. But I tell you, one thing I'm glad they didn't do is trade a lot of prospects for McCutcheon because McCutcheon really don't look look that great. Uh, it looks like he's on the decline, McCutcheon here. Yeah, that that move would have been a gamble, you know. He, and you think if he's on the Mets, and if he's on the Mets, he'd be hitting like forty points less probably too, even. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny to say, but it's probably true. You know, guys' averages don't usually get higher when they come up. Yeah, here's a thought for you. You know, and clearly our catch is playing over his head, Rivera. He's nowhere near his career batting average. His 10-game hitting streak. He got a big hit in last night's game. Um, I don't think he's a stellar catcher because the team's ERA is up when he's in. But he's playing his best baseball right now for him. Can't be denied. Yeah. Darno comes back. He's still near 300. I think Darno has to be the backup. When you at some point, I, I, mean, I think like again, it's that blind loyalty that Collins has to his players. Yeah, like I can't see. It's like I can't see Bench and Conforto hitting 320, and I can't see Bench and Rivera hitting over 300. It doesn't last with catches, not normally. Darno gets hurt a lot, so why not not play him? And maybe you'll actually have him later on. I think they have to think outside the box a little bit. And some of the blind loyalty is a good phrase that you just used. Is uh, has to go basically. Darno and Rivera about equal. I would say, and yeah. Rivera got the better arm. So it's not like, be... like you said. It, it ain't like Darno is a lights out automatic hitter either. You know what I mean? It ain't like all right, Darno's back. He's gonna hit three hundred. You know. Right. You know, this ain't it's fun. not. He, he can hit 300, but it's been rare, you know, because of his injuries and shoulder yeah. surgeries. It's been rare. He reaches up 300, and he's hurt, and he's out again. So if Rivera's going to show some durability, you know, the, these, these pitchers need something consistent behind the plate. Something's got to change. Last night, like I said, was a perfect example. We're going to have to start pushing these starting pitchers, win or lose. The five innings, six innings, it's not a winning formula for this team. We did it all season, and we're we're under 500. We try to get over 500 right back. To do that, I mean, you know, and, you know, know, some bright spots, Max and Lugo had some rehab, so Max and Lugo could be a week or so away from returning. Cespedes is coming back Monday or Tuesday. So some guys mm-hmm. are starting to come back. So then we'll just really be waiting on Cabrera and then Syndergaard, obviously, and then Familia, which are going to be later. Cabrera might be sooner, but the other two won't be. But I'll tell you, okay. last night, like you said, DeGrom was fingernail issue. He had blister issues or whatever he had last night. But he got it through that seventh inning, getting out of that jam. And Reyes made yeah. a nice play there. You know, that nice play by Reyes was a big play there, too. Yeah, I was almost hoping when he bobbled it, the guy would have turned around and we were going to get a double play. Yeah, I thought, the, way he, the, way, the way he got it and threw it into second fast, I thought he did have it. Yeah. Now, the only thing is if that would have dropped, the guy, the guy wouldn't have scored from second, though, if that would have dropped. So they would have still had the 2-1 lead. But, obviously, great job by DeGrom getting out of that. I'm glad he stayed in and was able to gut through that inning because the Mets needed that. Like you said, Mets needed that. They needed him to get through seven innings. Yeah, it's, it's a you funny can set thing. It up and, then, with and then you bring Blevins and Reed in, and then you feel a little better. When you start getting to the other relievers is when you really start worrying, right? So, Yeah. The bullpen, maybe we can hold two innings, you know, eighth and ninth, and, and then if this whole crew is kind of sharing the eighth and ninth, 
as opposed to six, seven, eight, the ninth. You know, they're not a great bullpen, and we knew that coming into the season. They said one of the concerns was how the bullpen was going to hold up, and then we ended up overusing a questionable bullpen. It blew up in our face. It blew up in the Mets' face. Yes. You know, the reality of it. We needed better arms to do what we wanted to do with pitchers going five innings and pulling them and just we're, – we're long enough into the season, I want to see these starters start going seven. You know, it's important yeah. It's important to, to get that in their, in their head. You know, in the six, you look a little weak, we're going to just yank you or can't leave you in there. You're a major league pitcher. This is supposed to be a shining starting pitching staff. And seven innings, too much? Like to ask of guys that want to get paid millions, you know, you, you know when a guy doesn't have it at all, when he clearly, you know, getting shelled in two, three innings. I get that, but it, it was weird inning last night with Degrom because I think anyone would have said pull him. He was all yeah, over I mean, the place. Yeah, even was saying pull him, right? Dolan was saying pull him. Yeah, like you'd have to take him out. He probably's not feeling it's the finger. He was saying it's the finger that the ball rolls off of and. He's probably not feeling the baseball right. So Darling was saying pull him. But it went to show if you put the mentality in, hey, you're not going to get pulled. He bared down and did it. You know, hats off to DeGrom. No runs. I would, I would never have guessed that watching that inning, that he'd get out of it without giving up anything. I agree. Yeah, you would think they were at least going to get one, and you were just hoping they didn't tie it because you knew if they tied it and they went to the bullpen there, we were in trouble if that happened, right? Yeah, at any extra inning game, you know, we don't have it. Like the game with Montero, that was pretty hysterical. He texts me, it's gonna, it's over, and he gives up a home run to the first guy. So you, that's a pitcher that's, I think, pretty much done. Yeah. If we're gonna If we're going to keep Montero on the roster, it has to be we're losing 10-0 on in three innings and you put him in. Yeah, yeah, because he can. Once he came in that game, we knew they were going to lose. Then we were only texting when it happened, saying the game's over before it even happened. Yeah. I think before he could text me, he gave up the home run. Yeah, as as the text was coming through, the ball was in the air already. (laughs) But uh, listen, they got to just stay. For them to make a run, they got to start winning now. You got to start winning series like the Angels. I'm just happy last night when the bases were loaded, Trout wasn't up because then we would have been in trouble. Thank God he wasn't. That wasn't yeah. part of the order. He's a phenomenal hey, player. He's pitching good outside of that one inning and didn't get two hits anyway. You know, I don't see Trout much, but you can see. That's a superstar in the league. He's a, he's yeah. a guy when he comes up, you worry about it, that you're not going to be able to get him out. Probably the best player, best all-around player. I mean, to me, him and Harper, it's him and Harper and everybody else, I mean, in my opinion. Yeah. I think I, I you could flip a coin. Harper. 125, 124. You could flip a coin. Really. Right. So we got to hope for the next season to Conforto starts to fit into that. Yeah, even anything close. I mean, I, listen, I don't expect them to be as good as Harper. Uh, you know, Harper, and to me, Harper and Trout are once in, once in a generation type players. Right. But, I, I, you know, listen, if he could be a superstar player and hit 30 home runs and knock in 90 to 100 runs, we'll gladly take that, you know? Yeah. Uh, 30 home runs is but, good. It is, I he think really that made a lot of strides. Right? He made a lot of – yeah, I agree. He made a lot of strides from last year to Florida. We really did. you got to give him credit. He worked hard. Yeah. Kind of what after his rookie season – I was maybe fans are expecting, 
didn't happen last year, but it seems to be happening this year so far. You know, knock on wood. You're a young and player. That happens. Listen, that happens, Alan. You know, when Trout first came up, Trout went back to the minors. He struggled mightily the first year he was called up. And then next, the next year he came on, and that's when he turned into a star. But his first year, he struggled. He went back to the minors. That's like, you know, they had to send him back to the minors. Yeah, it tells you about maybe giving up on prospects too quickly. You know, you look yeah. at their potential, their swing, and also the type of person they are, the type of player they might be for the team, for the bullpen, you know, for the clubhouse. You know, do they have all these pieces together to one day be like a good leader on a team? So you're not like kind of promoting up an idiot. It helps bring the team down and party and look hungover the next day. You know, Conforto seems to be to, to a comparable player like David Wright, a guy that just does things right. You know, we know like David Wright's done, but we also know as a Met, clean as can be. You know, you can't. There's nothing to complain about the guy, as far as a person and you know off field and. Stuff like that. Hopefully, Conforto can be something like that. We have to get past the David Wright era because, to me, it's over, and we're in a limbo state. It's just but it's his team. Well, we're, we're stuck right now with Wright. So he decides that he's got to hang it up. Well, that's tough, right? Yeah. But let's not cry a river for the Mets if they're still collecting seventy percent of insurance on his contract. So it ain't like, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to cry a river. All we can hope. My dream scenario, which I doubt will ever happen because it's the Mets, but my dream scenario is he retires by the end of either this year or next year, and then the Mets go all in for Manny Machado in two years when he's a free agent. That's my dream. I don't think it'll happen mm-hmm. because it's the Mets. The Mets won't pay him that money. But that's exactly – I mean, you, have, you could have a future left side of your infield, the Machado and Rosario. That would be very uh, exciting for years to come. Right. You know, and Dominic Smith it's at first. I mean, that would be a nice, too. exciting infield. Yeah. Right. We're going to have Rosario and Dominic Smith, you know, and good defense <laughs> making players. No making no money. They'll be making, making no, no money. money. You know, what are going to be the filling pieces on the infield that help these rookies, call them rookies, you know, play solid baseball? You know, that, that always shot you're looking at an old glove third baseman who's one of the best hitters in the league and is only 25 years old himself right now. So, I mean, Perfect. you put him in that infield, it don't matter who, you know, you get a half decent defensive second baseman. You don't even need a great second baseman at that point. Just a guy who could turn the double play and play good defense. And then you have an outfield assessment, it's Conforto and whoever else you get out there. You know, you're looking at a nice team right, right there. With some good young, really good young talent. Yeah, they have a lot of money coming off the books. I mean, you got Granderson, Bruce, Duda, Reed. You know, you have a lot of money coming off the books here. You know, they're not going to pay Harvey, but eventually Harvey's going to be off the books too, right? So Cabrera's coming off the books. They have have a lot. They're going to have a lot of money to spend if they want, if they choose to spend money. And then there's really no reason, maybe Reed, but there's really no reason to re-sign these guys. I, Reed, I would look to bring back if we could. I like, especially yeah. as an eighth-inning guy, I, I actually like, mm-hmm. if he goes, we're gonna, that makes our bullpen even weaker. That means we need more, you know. So I would like right. to keep Reed. I would like to keep him. But, but like the rest of them, Duda, like you said. Duda would be a mistake. Cabrera would be a mistake. The, the replacements are there and waiting. Yeah. 
You could put T.J. Rivera and, and Suarez at second base. You know, yeah, T.J. Rivera and Suarez. Rivera's shown he can hit at this level, so has Flores. So even if you want to platoon them, you know, Rivera, Flores at second, we could get by. And, and one of them be the utility. You know, and then in the outfield, we have, like, Nemo as a backup outfielder, you know, eventually. You know, still got Ligaris. I think Ligaris – I don't think Ligaris will be on the team next year. I think they're going to trade Ligaris. They may trade him this year for, a deep, or like, a half-decent bullpen arm if they could get one. They could. They could. We got although, an overcrowded Although he's their best defensive outfielder, but I think they, they could live without him, I think, personally. Yeah. He, he doesn't bring enough, and disappointingly, offensively. Not for nothing, if he did anything offensively, he'd be you know, putting a lot of pressure to have more games. Instead of just he'd probably be our starting center fielder. If he, if he yeah. could hit, he, he probably would have been our starting center fielder already. Then you would have Cespedes and Bruce would probably you be might not have Bruce. Or you might or, not even have, yeah, you'd have Bruce at first. Or you might not even trade. You might not even never trade it for Bruce if you had that, right? Yeah. yeah he was a promising-looking player at one point, stolen bases, speed. You know, it is something as the Mets look to to replace guys, get some speed. You know, that would be part of my mindset on that. That's why I like the record Kane. That's why I like the idea of getting Kane to center field next year because he's fast. You know, he could hit in the middle of the order, but he could also steal 30 bases, and he's a great defensive outfielder. To me, he's a perfect fit next year. You know, the question, again, as always, is, Money, right? So that's, that's what it always yeah. comes down to. How much? Yeah, he's not going to get. He's not going to get twenty million a year. Like he's not that type of player, you know. And he's going to get mm-hmm. like I would say he's going to get at least thirteen, thirteen million a year, thirteen fourteen, which in today's day is reasonable for what he could bring, right? You know what his batting average is? Like Same right now. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Oh, three. I'll tell you in a second. Let me pull it up. I'll say his last couple of years. He's a, he's he's an unbelievable outfielder with a lot of speed, and he has uh-huh. some pop in his bat. You know, he has some pop. Hang on, let's get his stats. How old is he? That's the question. He's thirty-one now, so that's he's not a spring chicken, I guess, anymore. But thirty-one ain't old either, right? So his career yeah. his career average is two eighty-seven. Okay. But his last two years, his last two years, I mean, he's hitting two, he's pretty much, his last three years, actually, I'll say, since he's playing every day, so he's played five full seasons. First year, whatever, he hit 251, but that's his first year, and it was only 400 at bat. But after that, he hit 301, 307, 287, 287. His best home run year was 16 homers, so he's not a big power guy, but he's had 20.
that is something I, I'm hoping to see change when new players start coming around. Some decent speed in this lineup. Yeah. Some guys that can, you know, hit it to the outfield. A guy like Conforto, how many more RBIs would he get? You know, he hits nice shots into the outfield. You need speed. So that's an RBI. And I, would, I would like to see that. And to me, you know, a big, a big part of, of issues too is mental mistakes that they make. Like we've yeah. seen Reyes making numerous mental mistakes. We've seen Walker make a couple, you know, and then do the other night. Him and, Walker, him and Walker both screwed up that rundown the other night, Duda and Walker. But then Duda gave me flashbacks of the World Series with that throw. But, yeah, yeah like saying, Reyes surprised me because Reyes has always been a great base runner. You know, that's the right. one thing he's always was, a great base runner, right? That's like he held his hat on base running. Like, that was his thing. Yeah. That and fielding, right? And he still has decent speed. And at least on this team, he's one of our fastest. So, if not. And listen, he's turning around. He's been hitting. You know, the guy, he's over 200 now, right? I mean, he was hitting really bad for most of the year. So, he's turned his season around. And you know what? I'm not as worried about him as I am about other guys. Right? The Mets got a lot bigger worries than right here right now. Oh, they sure do. You know, and it's part of the problem, and I've said it the last few years, no matter how Granderson is finished, in April and May, he puts us in a hole. You know, a 140, 120, it's ridiculously bad. And I don't care how he finishes. He's a big part of putting us in a hole. And if you know he's going to do that every year and anyone else slumps or struggles, you know, he's not going to carry anything for you. Then the whole team's batting 150. And now he looks like he's he's starting to hit a little better now. And that's the thing is now when Fetzbidis comes back, it's like the timing of it. Now, like, you know, now what are they going to do now? Because, before he got hot, it was a no-brainer that he was going to be the guy, right, that went to the bench, right? Right. And, and, then, and then now, now it's not – now you don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to move Bruce back to first? Which I don't think I would – I don't know. I mean, I guess Bruce – how much worse is Bruce than Duda, right? I mean, I, you know. And I, he didn't look good at first base to me. You know, and this is very limited time at first base. So it, in reality – he doesn't look comfortable. If, if you're going to make that call, do it sooner than later. The more time he gets at it, the better later in the season, rather than throwing as a desperation move for more offense, you know, in, in August, doing it then. Like, let let him hit, take his lumps at first base sooner than later, and if it's real looking bad, you, you can't do it. And finding that out, in, you know, in September or August, and, and he's blowing games. I didn't think he looked like a good first baseman. I don't, didn't see it as an answer. But I also realized he's had a very limited time at first base. Yeah. But they're, they're going to have to do, like, something, some move they make. Something's going to have to work out for the team to turn it around and, and, you know, stop playing under 500 baseball. I mean, the Braves are ahead of us, right, half a game right now. You know, and, and if I look at it as a Braves, I'm probably happy with the season. <laughs> and I'm looking at the Mets, and it's a disappointment, and they're a half-game difference between the two. Yeah, the Braves Braves obviously got a huge uh, huge blow for them losing uh, Seaman for 10 weeks now. That's that's a crusher for them. Yeah, yeah, and, and limited time that I've seen, they don't look like a great club. And then when I, you know, look at their record and the Mets' record, well, at the same time, then I'm saying the Mets are on a good club. Yeah, well, one thing the I can Braves, say about the Braves, the Braves could hit. Braves got a good hitting, decent, pretty good hitting team. 
that, that now with him, obviously, you lose your best hitter. You know, that's not great. But right. he was having some year. And it's like the Mets without Cespedes. We scored yeah. some runs. Yes. I just feel we're more likely to win the one or two run games with him playing. But the amazing thing is that when Cespedes went down, everybody was right, but the Mets are still hitting. And the hitting hadn't been there for, like you said, it's been all pitching, their issues. Because they've been scoring without yeah. Cespedes. You know, they're scoring enough where they can win. You know, but they're just yeah, not Yeah, definitely. You know, I think it was all in the accident. Do you think with all the in- injuries, the guys playing, you know, play to their potential or not? And he said no. You know, he thinks they could have done better. And and to an extent, I kind of agree. But then maybe you're overrating players, some, you know, to some point too. You know, hoping to get more out of them or hoping somebody always steps up. You can't step up and be a Cespedes. And and if you would look, has anyone really stepped up since he's been out? The answer is Conforto, so yes. Branichin did exactly what we expected. He stayed 140, 150 the entire time. I'm like, I don't know what exactly he expected from this group. And then, like, say, a guy like Salas pitching him every single day till he can't pitch anymore. I agree. A lot, a lot of mismanagement going on for our longest tenured <laughs> Met manager. After today's game, and he wasn't even manager of the Angels. I told the court that I have to look at Collins what he was doing before the Mets. And I, and I get the honor of being at that game. You sure did. You know what? They probably mentioned it, and <laughs> everyone stands up and cheers. You, and then you he can pull up like three homers tonight, and uh, and get his six hundredth of the game on that. <laughs> What you can come back and tell us next week because you'll see the whole stadium's honest reaction because I'm sure it's something worth mentioning during the game. You know, did, does he get a, a true standing ovation? Or there's some people iffy, you know. What's the feel at the stadium at that moment? I think most fans will be respectful. It's an accomplishment. But you also can't be totally happy with, you know, all the in-game management he's done. Hey, listen, while, while we brought up the Braves, I'm going to bring in our uh, Magic Mike with us to talk a little here. What's up, Mike? What's going on, guys? How's everything going? All right. Hey, how are you? What's going on? Yeah, we were just you talking know, about just, tough uh, breaks for you guys with Freeman, you know, tough break. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> you're really, uh, really a tough break. The poor guy uh, fractured his wrist, and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, I was telling my mom, I was having coffee with my mom a little while ago, and I was telling her maybe by the time Freeman gets back, we'll be, uh, we we'll, hopefully we won't be in last place. Yeah, that, you know what? One thing the Braves got, Braves can hit, so they got a hitting. Well, I mean, you know, Nick Marquegas, uh, you know, Nick, Nick Marquegas and uh, Kemp, um, you know, they're doing what they're doing. Kemp's been playing good. Kemp's been hitting lately, too. An interesting stat that I've seen about the Braves with Tehran, how he's dominant on the road, but he's horrible at home this year, which is pretty weird. It's usually the opposite. Usually you're better at home. He's dominated on the road, and he's struggling at home this year. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's really that's that's really yeah, that's been really the uh, the case with him. Um, but uh. I mean, the, the Braves pitching right now, it is what it is. I mean, it's not the best, but 
we we just have to keep on hitting, and hopefully we have to hope the uh, the pitching gets uh, gets a little better. So maybe, like the swap, maybe the Braves maybe the Braves will swap Montero for Colon with us. Oh, <laughs> hey, you never know. You know are they, are they ready not... to part ways with Colon? You who? Oh, you want big sexy back? Are the He's only on a one-year deal, so the you know the Braves would trade him. It's only a one-year deal with Colon. No, so of Braves, course not. No, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, and it's and it's uh. You know, it's it's just it's just the the way it is right now. I mean, the Braves uh the Braves pitching wise are struggling. We're we're really struggling. Um, but but whatever. There's not you know there's nothing we could do right now except for play the games and see how they play out. Um, hey, you're you know. in second place though. Yeah, for now. Oh, by yeah, the way, Freeman, I, 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 I wanted to also crazy. give you a shout out. I wanted everybody to shout this one out. This is. The other day I received my magazine, and I had a good chuckle. I read my magazine, my, my Totally Driven Entertainment magazine. I don't know. You, maybe you should try to get your, 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 uh, your Met friend over there, uh, Mr. Dr. A, a copy. And I got a copy, and Rachel Lauren, thanks to Bay Ragney and Jess, they, she signed my copy. I'm sure you're going to get one, too. Uh, I, got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, I got it yesterday. She signed mine, too, which is very nice. Cool. Cool. Yeah, right. So, anyway, in there was a uh, 2017 MLB predictions. All right. I know where you're going with this, Mike. I know where you're going with this. And listen, nobody anticipated that 90% of the team going on a DL when I made those predictions. Oh, baby. And, you know, it's funny because someone asked me if I thought the Braves were making the playoffs, and I said no. <laughs> I still don't think the Braves are going to make the play, the play, the playoffs, but you know, I mean, hey, you know, but anyway, you, 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 it's it's early. I mean, your prediction might come true. It's early. Yeah, it's 120 games left. Listen, they got a lot you know, of work to do to make. You up still have that. a couple of superheroes. You have the Dark Knight over there. You have uh, you have what do you call Thor. You have uh, you have the other guy. Um, well, you have cap, you have cap, you have Captain my cat. You have Captain uh, mismanaging games over there. You got a good uh, you got a good lineup. I tell you though, Jay Bruce is doing wonders for my uh, fantasy league. Yeah, no, Bruce has Bruce nice on Conforto. I'm glad I drafted Conforto this year. He's doing great for me. Yeah, Jay, Jay Bruce is really good. I remember when he first came up. Everybody wanted that guy in uh, the Mets. Oh, yeah, he was a hot. He was a he's hot. A good fit. He's a good fit for the yeah. for the Mets. I remember when he first came up. You know who loved him? Doodoo Brown. Well, that was Doodoo Brown's boy. He loved Jay Bruce when Bruce came up. Yeah, we 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 had a guy. We had a guy. Uh, we had a guy. We used to call him Front Runner Dave because he was a Front Runner Yankee fan, and he wanted Bruce to go to the Yankees. <laughs> Uh, the Yankee fans, the Yankee fans are loving what's happening there in the Bronx right now. Oh, and they and they should. I mean, you know, they should. My ex, uh, my ex girlfriend, um, actually, she tw- she posted a picture of herself next to next to a Yankee great, a legend, and she asked, you know, she asked people to see because she was like, oh, you jealous because you know this this guy, he, he this guy, he ended up going to the St. George Theater. And he did, you know, signing autograph, signing and stuff. 
And I was like, you should be. You should be. They should be jealous because she got to be Brian Cashman. I mean, hey, his last name says it all, right? Cashman. He works for the Yankees. Yeah. Dr. A. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think that a... What's your long-term for the rest of the season prediction? Can the Mets make a run at the wild card? Um, I'm Right now, I'm going to say they do, and a lot of that's going to be players coming back and hopefully making a difference pitching-wise. If the pitching doesn't straighten itself out, then that's going to open the door to the teams right behind them. Or maybe no one in this division makes the postseason. They don't, the division doesn't get the wild card. And that could always you know, happen, too. But if they all keep playing the way they did the first half, looking at the Nationals and a bunch of 500 teams beneath them, and then you're kind of scratching your head going into next season, and they definitely have to change things up if they don't. And I would make that include the manager if they don't. Yeah. yeah I'm kind of hoping I, I think it's also got to help. You, you can't fire him. Well, you could fire him, but they won't because of all the injuries. He has that built right in. He's... They won't do something during the season. If anything, after the year. And when he does leave, it's going to be like a mutual thing where he, like, retires so, they, so he don't, it don't look like he got fired. I, I don't think they're going, to, they're going to fire. I think he's at least here for the rest of the year. Yeah, I, I agree with it. I'm not happy with it, but I agree with it. You know, if we didn't have the injuries and we were in this place, then I would want him fired immediately. Yeah. Well, then this is, and I think you mentioned it right at the beginning. A ton of injuries. You know, key players, our best offensive guy, our best starting pitcher, and our closing pitcher. And when does it reach a point to say it is too much to overcome, no matter who is managing? Yeah. Yeah. Injuries. Injuries play a bad part into our our plans. Whether it's football, baseball, hockey, soccer, wrestling, even wrestling. I mean. You know, every injury. You know, you can't. You can't. There's a, as a, there's a point though. You have to be able to maybe call up players, for you know, send down players, bring up players, and also in-game managing is the key. Um, you know, situations. But I tell you though, um, you know, Terry Collins, stand-up guy. Uh, you know, been around here a while now. Um, been around here longer than I ever thought he would stay. Normally the Mets, you know, the Mets them always a couple of years, and then then they have a little shakeup, and then they get rid of the manager. And look at Willie Randolph. I mean, guy was a great Yankee, good Met, and then you know, adios to him. You know, it's it's a it's a tough it's 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 very tough. But as of right as of right now, and I'm shocked because I said this a while I said this a couple of episodes ago about the Marlins. The Marlins hitting is. The Marlins hitters are lights out. Oh, soon there's no joke. Those guys are. Uh, I'm surprised they're not in yeah. second place. Yes, I mean they got a good lineup. They, you know, their pitching is hurting. So obviously, you lose a guy like Jose Fernandez. That's hard to overcome. Yeah. You know, you, you can't replace a guy like that. You just can't. You yeah. Well, it, it, it's a it's a tough uh, situation. But I also want to thank. I also want to. There is somebody I would love to thank, and uh, it's one of my good friends and everybody. Can, knows who it is by now. It's Bob Johnson. I want to thank Bob Johnson and the Toronto Blue Jays. What happened, baby? Yeah, the Blue Jays have been, uh, I don't know what's going on. 
That, the Braves got so it. The Braves, the Braves did really good against them, but they're on the decline what do you anyway. Think about the whole season. incident with Batista slipping his bat and then them hitting Batista. What do you think of that? What? Which one was it? When Batista hit the home run and he flipped his bat again, and then Teddy Ron drilled him the next day. Yeah, I was just off about the other thing that happened, that disgusting thing that happened with that. With that, I, I want to talk about that other thing. About that other, that other, that that disgusting pitcher that had a race that had a he made a homophobic remark. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, supposedly they brushed it off now, like it's no big deal. No, he he he. Well, they, well, they didn't. They 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 uh they suspended him. They suspended him, and uh, he loses a couple of days' pay. No, I know they suspended, him, but I'm saying they try to. Saying all right, you know, but they're not going to. They ain't going to go any further than that. Like it's not. Oh, he's lucky he didn't like, get his. He's lucky he didn't get his block knocked off. They went after well, him. That, I was like, are you? And then and then I seen I seen I seen what he said. I seen what he had to say. He apologized and he said that you know you never want to say those things either on the field, off the field. I mean, I understand. You know, I understand sometimes you can get heated, but. If, if it was me, honestly, if it was me and I had to fight somebody, I wouldn't call anybody a FAG. I'd call them an F-U-C-K or whatever. I'd, I'd curse them or whatever. I'd probably get thrown out for cursing, but you know you know what I'm saying. I, mean, well, I guess everybody loses control, their temper. Some people can't control their mouth. So that's, you know, well, I, but, but you know what, though? To call somebody that, I mean, do you have any proof? <laughs> you know, do you have any proof? I mean, have you were you were you hanging out with them late night? I mean, did you know yourself? Did you know yourself? I mean, come on. But listen, Toronto, they're disgust they're, they're disgruntled, they're upset, and uh and you know, that's that's what it is. And Batista Bautista, whatever, it is what it is. You you I you know I, I and and it, what makes me disgusted the most is when I look and I see my pitches with high ERAs. I mean, they're all they all have disgusting ERAs. Guys, let's get to work. If I have to fly to Atlanta and have a meeting with them, I'll have to call a meeting. <laughs> let's get together, guys. Let's work, man. Let's let let let's let's get something going. I mean, uh, you know, I I just you know I I just am uh, I'm so disgusted. I mean, there are players on the Braves that I think are that I think are doing really good right now, like Tyler Flowers, uh, and I also like Amand. I, I, uh, I, however you pronounce his uh, name, the Amand. Who? Like him, the brother that's on the um, the guy that has the brother oh, on know. the uh, Darno. Yeah, Darno. Darno. Yeah, he he he. They got a funny name the way they say their they spell their name and say their name. Well, they need to get their act together too with their name. Uh, Kemp Kemp's doing pretty good. I like Matt Kemp. Kemp Kemp's reached base twenty three straight games either by hit or walk, so he's been doing yeah. well. Kemp. Well, I was worried about him in the beginning because he got injured and then uh, you know he bounced back. Um. um We got a long way to go. We got a long way to go. Um, We just have to take things day by day. Unfortunately, we have Washington. I I dread playing Washington. Oh, my God. Even though we won last night, I still dread them because they're so so powerful. Yeah, their lineup is. That's why I picked them. That's why I picked them to take the whole thing this year. 
you know, the whole division. I picked them because they're tough. They're unstoppable. I mean, who's going to give yeah, us listen, a – Yeah, listen, if they stay healthy, yeah, I mean, they've got their pitching, they've got know, their hitting, they just need a closer. Well, you expect the Philly fanatics? I'm sorry, I know this whole thing is with Philly. And I love everybody from Philly, but come on. Come on with the Philly. Yeah, the Phillies, the Phillies are young. They're rebuilding. They're not ready to win yet. Uh, I hear they're going to bring boys to men in to start pitching too soon. <laughs> I hear that's coming soon. But well, Mikey, I, you're, you're, you're as funny as ever, Mikey. Let me tell you. Oh, I try. I, you know what? I, I try. But, uh, but, but here's, here's, another, uh, here's another good good thing that I have for everybody listening. I did something this, this, this week that was presidential stuff. And I'll, I'll, I'll share it with you, Anthony, because you're a friend. And I love this, I love this show. But I'll, and Dr. A, this is right up your alley, too. If you're, if you're a wrestling fan or, fanat, for, or fanatic, I joined the, one of the elite most, most organizations that you can join for wrestling. It's called the Cauliflower Alley Club. And it was established in 1965. It was basically like a reunion. It's not a convention. People confuse it with a convention. It's a reunion. And you can, you can join. I, I joined this prestigious club. You could join it too. Um, all you have to do is go over to www.cauliflowerallyclub.org. And... They have a they have a reunion in Vegas every year, and um, and it's a it's a really big it's a really big uh, organization. They do wonderful charity work for retired wrestlers that can't afford operations. Um, so so you're if you become a lifetime member, your lifetime membership half of that goes to the benevolent fund, and it helps uh it helps it helps people. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it's always good to help out and, and to, you know, give back and, you know, and be involved in stuff like that. Me and Dr. A are actually involved in stuff through our job, right, Alan? Between Miracle yeah. Day and then, and then the stuff with the United Way that we do. We do a lot of stuff through our job, and we, we donate our time, and we go and help out and stuff. So it's always, it's always, it's always feels good to help out and give back, you know? Yeah, it's a, and, and, yeah, yeah and it's, a, it's a great – and uh, that, that, that is, but – but but not only it's 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 like when I first started doing independent wrestling, you know, knowing knowing all these funds that we that I've worked with over the years, you know, Make a Wish Foundation and all you know, Cancer, the St. Jude's, you know how many like all those those independent shows that you go to, Anthony, the ECPW, they're always helping out people with needs and families and and people like yeah. that. So so it's it's an awesome thing to to love wrestling like we do, but then also it's a benefit because we're also helping. So it's kind of a two-way dance going, going down. But, um, you know, uh, this past Wednesday I had a couple of guys from the Alley Club, well, a couple of people from the Alley Club, and they welcomed me with, with open arms. And that's, now that's nice. It's like a brotherhood, a sisterhood, where you get to meet, you know, all your friends and, you know, and also you get to say hello to the legends. A lot of legends go down to Vegas, and uh, it's a, it's gonna, it's, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great thing, and I'm happy to be a part of that. No, that's really awesome. Good job, Mikey. Yeah, I mean, hey, right. you know, I've been, you know, 
But I, but I know you got to go. Uh, I just want to tell everybody to listen to uh, Totally Driven Radio Entertainment. And uh, hopefully, man, we'll be able to tell where we can get these magazines. I love, I love the mag, I love the article, uh, I love the articles in this magazine, especially your sports uh, predictions. Pretty good stuff there. It very is very, very nice. I'm gonna put mine up on my on my Facebook today. My copy. My I want to see. Hey, you have it. to take a picture with you holding it, like I did. Yeah, I'm gonna do it later, definitely. Yeah, I would love to see that, man. That that's uh, that's uh, that's 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 all aw- that's awesome. That's awesome. And don't forget, pretty all soon right. we gotta make. Hey, we gotta make plans to do a wrestling together, man. We gotta get to the garden together. I wanna. I want to get to the garden with you. Go to a wrestling show. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely set something up one day. But out of doubt. All right, Doctor, Doctor A. It was a pleasure. Keep rooting for the Mets. Keep on, keep on. You know, never give up on your team. Take it day, day by day. You guys have games today. The Braves have games today. Good luck to you guys. And I will speak to you next week, Anthony. That's right. good, Mike. Thanks again. Anytime, Anthony. Anytime. Bye, bye, buddy. Magic Mike, always colorful. Magic Mike, pulling in. So, Alan, before I let you go, I just had, I wanted to ask you one more right. question. I seen a, I see the Steelers cut uh, Ladarius Green yesterday. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh yeah, yeah, I did catch that. Um, I'll tell you, I'm a, a little surprised, but I think it was part of a physical. And given his concussions, you know that he had last year. And the shame of it is, he he made a huge impact on the Steelers' offense in the games that he played. He, you know, much better than Jesse James, and he he, in in many ways, was a better receiving tight end than uh, Heath Miller was. So I'm I'm a little down on that move, but for his own health, he already said he still wants to try to play. But I I don't think that's a good move for him. Uh, it, it almost seemed when he was playing, whenever he got hit or falls to the ground. A little glossy-eyed look to him. I, I think he has to consider his long-term health. You know, over still trying yeah. to play. If he signs with another team, will he have an impact and have some good games? I would say, yeah. I think he was a an excellent tight end and, and a, a great receiving tight end. But uh, the the concussion thing with the NFL today, and you know, you, you're a young guy and you you want to live, you know, and have a clear head the rest of your life. I don't know if he keeps playing if that's going to happen for him. So as good as he might be. I think this was a sign to him that the organization is telling him, hey, look, even though we need you and you did great, probably think you're better off not playing football anymore. Uh, you know, if I was another team considering him, that's how I would look at it. It's not like the Steelers drafted a superstar tight end or, you know, replaced him with anything much. They're just going with Jesse James, the tight end that's been on the team, you know, moves up to the starting role again. And he doesn't have that kind of impact. They might be looking at, what they're getting back in the wide receiver and thinking they don't need a receiving tight end as much. Maybe, you know, went into that Maybe decision. A blocker, right? A, a more of a blocking tight end. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers look pretty stacked at wide the receiver. Steelers like, again. Steelers like to use the tight ends to catch balls, you know? Yeah. Especially in the red zone. Want, especially in the red zone. In the red zone. And J- Jesse James is tall. He just hasn't been Heath Miller. Yeah, that's, so maybe they uh, feel he can take the next step, James, now, you know? Maybe that, that's what they're thinking, so. Yeah. 
Uh, with Ladarius Green put up great numbers, you know, and, and catches past 20 yards, touchdowns. He made big plays downfield. Yeah, you know, no, he, he could was make impressive. plays. He could make plays offensively. He couldn't make plays that Green. Yeah. And, you know, the combination of him with Brown and you trying to cover the other receivers. But I'm, I'm hoping the Steelers are fine with uh, – I like the running back we drafted. I like the wide receiver we drafted. You know, hopefully these guys have an impact, and the biggest impact, hopefully, is Martavis Bryant coming back to the offense. I, I think they missed him all last year without wanting to admit it. Definitely one yeah, of the better rookies. But, yeah, and Ben is at the end of the line, so I think we'll it's see, the next yeah. I mean, a few seasons for him. And, and go he's going year to so. year now, Ben, right? He's going year to year at this point. Yeah. Hey, look, they went out and drafted the quarterback. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think we're going to see Grotowski or any uh, – Grantowski, the other backup quarterback. I mean, I think they would still love to get two, three years out of him if they could. But it's really going to depend on his health, right? If he takes more of a beating, he's more li- more more likely to retire sooner, right? That, that's just, you know, how it is. Yeah, If he goes through a year this year without taking a beating, he may, he'll probably come back next year. It really depends on the beating he takes. Yeah, his sacks have been way down, you know, considering his career, and it's going to have to stay that way. Exactly what you're saying, if they want him to play, or if he decides to play another couple of years. One year with a lot of sacks or a couple of big hits, I think he's financially ready to walk from this game. Yeah, I agree. I think, know, it'll uh, be tough. It'll probably yeah. be in the next few and now you hear, I don't know if you heard the reports now, too, that Brady's wife, Giselle, said that Brady had a concussion last year that she wants him to retire. But now his agent's coming out saying he never got a concussion. Now, even if he did, she shouldn't be saying that because now people know. You know, that's probably why the agent's coming in now saying he didn't get one. He was never diagnosed with one. Which, if he was diagnosed with one, we would have heard it. I don't think he was diagnosed. He probably just took a couple of shots that maybe he didn't feel good, and she's just saying that, you know. And listen, she's his well, wife. They have a family. I'm sure she wants him to retire already. You know, I'm sure she's looking for him to retire. You would have to think there are a lot of undice, even with all the changes in, in, in the game and, and the examinations with the doctors. There are guys, and Heinz Ward has said it, you know, they're examining him on the side. You get your bell rung, but sometimes your bell's really, really rung. You're wobbling off the field. It's different. If you get up and you walk straight and you kind of get through the protocol, you get sent back in the game. You've seen guys get clobbered and sent back in the game. Oh, they got it done on the sideline. Does it mean they didn't have a concussion? Yeah, like exactly. Now, they would just, with the concussion, <laughs> you're able to pass the protocol. So if I would say Brady, probably with the concussion, was able to get through the protocol. Why would his wife make something like that up? The guy's, you know, been a phenomenal quarterback, and he hasn't had a concussion question mark hanging over his head until now. But I, I would remember last year in the playoffs with the Dolphins and the Steelers when uh, they nailed Matt Moore. He he could have had a concussion in, and they put him back in the game like two plays later, and then now the league came down on them saying they didn't do the proper protocols for him for that, and that they should have sat him out. And yeah, you bring that up, and it's, it's it's a perfect example. He yeah, he got popped. He got hit hard, and whatever they did on the sideline, he passed it. And I would say, when you get hit that hard, odds of not having some level of concussion, probably zero. 
you know, and he's, you know, and, and he's a tough guy, more and it's a playoff, so he probably didn't want to come out of the game in the playoffs, right? I mean, obviously. Right. They got their adrenaline going. And, and he's already their backup, so they really didn't have nobody else to go to, so I'm sure they wanted him, him to stay in that game at that point because, you know, obviously it didn't matter. They ended up losing anyway, but at the moment when it happened, it was still fairly a close, you know, the game was still not decided yet. It was the second quarter, and he really got, I mean, his head it, he bounced off the floor really hard. I mean, that was. Yeah, and you know that's something they should also be looking at. Uh, you know, you examine the player primary, and you got to talk to them whatever they do for their protocol. But they should be looking at the replay, and, and was it just this whole? You know, when the players get the wind knocked out of them, and they get up slow and groggy, and then they kind of get back into it, as opposed to when they fall and you watch their head bang off the ground. You know, sometimes the concussions aren't always a blow to the head. Sometimes you fall and you see that whip. The back of the head hanging, you know, banging into the ground. That a lot of concussions come from that too. And if you yeah. see that on video and it's kind of violent, whipping into the ground, odds are he got a concussion. So we, I don't think we see Brady getting hit in the head a lot, but I'm sure there's tape of his head banging into the ground. You get yeah. knocked down, it's gonna happen. You know, they have a helmet on, but it, it's not like you're falling into a swimming pool. I agree. You know, the ground is ground is hard, and especially in the winter and the cold, it's twice as hard. And if if she's going to say he had a concussion, I, I'd say I probably agree. It's true. Was it bad enough to keep him out of a game? Probably not. But it comes down to when you have a concussion, whether it's bad enough or not, should you not be in the game risking a second blow after that? Yeah. Guys can come back in, but the real risk is the next hit while it's, you know, kind of jolted from the first one. That's the game of football. That's that's the life. That's why these guys don't last long in football, you know? Yeah. Well, Darius Green keeps playing. He's going to be one of these guys talking about my head's ringing, my hair, and it's never going away. That's why you see some of these pitches, some some of these players, they walk away when they, you know, they walk away early even when they still got years left because they don't, you know, they want to live that quality of life after football, you know? Yeah. I, I don't mind it. You know, I love a lot of football players. I love football. You know, I'm a huge Steelers fan, but I'm a, as a football player, as a football fan, you like players from other teams, you know, because of what they accomplish and what they do. As you're going to watch in 10 years, five years, three years, you know, to me, the health of the player overrides everything. You know, if, if a guy keeps getting hurt like a Darius Green, I'd rather not see them play anymore. There's too many young kids coming out of college every single year, draft every single year. The team can overcome any single player. The quarterback's the one position where you kind of like longevity there. But even with Ben, if he's taking a beating and retires a year earlier because of all the hits he took early, I I can live with it. I'd rather see, you know, where are they now? Specials on ESPN and they can still speak straight. Yeah. And, you know, to know they gave it all to the game and they sound like a boxer who's punched out. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Armstrong. Look, take your best dolphin all time and throw Dan Marino out there. Isn't it good to see him commentating and speaking well, and as yeah. opposed to kind of half a vegetable, it makes a big difference. You know, and the yeah, longevity no, of their name as a player in the franchise that you can still use them to promote the franchise, to represent, to speak well. Yeah, it's still part of it. It's still part of the franchise. Yeah, you don't think of dolphins without thinking Dan Marino. When was the last time he was their quarterback? It, it, that in itself tells you how important 
Yeah, how, how long ago is the quarterback? It tells you how important it is for these guys to leave the game with a head on their shoulders. Yeah. And listen, they all make plenty of money to live there. If they're smart, they'll, you know, if they're one or two contracts, they have enough money to live the rest of their life and for their families if they're smart with yeah. their money. So, you know, why not get out and live? Because you have family with kids and stuff, why, why would you push it? You know, it makes, you know. Get out and live your Absolutely. life. You had, you had your fun. You earned your money. Now, you know, now get out of get out of there where you still have your, all your senses together. Yeah, plenty of guys could have. I thought Heinz Ward could have played a little bit longer. King didn't want him to. Palomalo loved him. Glad he left when he left. He wanted to play another year, but I'm glad he left when he left. He was losing his step. He'd taken a lot of blows to the head because of the reckless type play he played. But now he can still speak and can still talk. You know, and hopefully he stays that way. If he plays another yeah. two years when you're older, is it really worth it? The long-term health, I think a lot. Maybe you're starting to see it now. A lot of players are considering that, maybe leaving sooner than later. Yeah, you'll see it draft. more. You're right. Look at Calvin Johnson, right, with Detroit. I mean, one of the top receivers in the league, and he left, right? Yeah. So, we see it with Barry a, Sanders years ago, right? So It's a violent game. You love it. I love it. King. And it's only worse now. The guys are just bigger, stronger, and faster now. So it's even it's getting worse every year. I don't see that changing. You can change yeah. the rules, but guys want to be in shape to protect themselves. They'd rather give the hit than but take I, the hit. I right? see it now just in Little League baseball. My son's seven years old. We're playing against eight, nine-year-old kids. Some of these kids are double his size. I mean, it's. The size of some of these kids is just insane. It's it's just, it's unbelievable what you say. Yeah. You think these kids imagine are like when 13, this 14 years old, they're nine. And imagine when this group is turning pro, you know, across the country. Yeah. The league's not going to get smaller and slower and weaker. You know, it just doesn't seem to be the genetic makeup of athletes. They get bigger, stronger, faster. And you kind of see it every 15 years, every 10 years. Each new generation coming in. Yep. That's part of what makes sports great. That's it. That's why it just keeps keeps going every year, just to change and, you know, like you, like we say, the physicalness now and, like, just, I mean, when we were younger watching sports, these guys weren't big like this. They were regular builds. Baseball growing up, guys just had regular builds. You know, my father always told me, Guys shouldn't use weights while they're in the season. It's not good for them to lift weights all see all year round. You know, in the off season, yeah. if you want to bulk up a little, that's fine. But during the season, you really shouldn't. That's how injuries happen. And he used to tell me this well before this whole thing started with these guys. Now that are all built like they all look like Adonis's now when they come up. Hey, and look, and all, and all you got to do is see an old clip of the '86 Mets, an older clip of uh, Larry Bird and. Uh, Magic Johnson playing against each other, Lakers, Celtics, great team. Yeah, regular, regular Lakers, guys. Celtics, regular guys. And the first thing you notice is, man, these guys all look skinny. Baseball players looked about 180 pounds tops, and all basketball players look skinny and lanky. Put on the game now, and they're physical specimens. LeBron James being a perfect example. There was nobody built like him back then. That was a star. Yeah. You know, the basketball has changed tremendously. These guys are bigger. And I, I was listening when Adam called, and he made a great point. He, maybe he was a little young for Michael Jordan, 
I kind of lived through the Michael Jordan era and watched a lot more basketball then than I did today. Big Knicks fan then with uh, Patrick Ewing era. Great rivalry, but you had to respect Michael Jordan if you were watching him. You could hate him, but three championships in a row, retires two years, another three championships in a row. And I hate to say it, if he didn't retire, did that team have won eight in a row? Yeah. I, I, I can't say no. And that was really Michael Jordan and whoever else they can put around him. Good players, you know, Scotty Pippen. Yeah, I mean, but... Scotty Pippen obviously was great. I mean, they had really good role players, Steve Carhorst, Grant. So they had really mm-hmm. good role players. But it's what Jordan, Jordan was the guy, you know. Dining superstar on a team. And they made the playoffs for two years. They retired, so they weren't a bad, terrible team without him. But now you're looking at LeBron James, and I guess he's this generation's Jordan. Yeah. Oh, he's that, he's that good. You know, and you could kind of see it coming. You know, once well, he got his first ever, championship. It's not even... A debate. He's one of the top players ever, LeBron. Yeah. I mean, he is just insane. He's playing, and he and he's how, playing right now as good as he's ever played, which is scary. Well, and that's how Adam was saying. People say things about him, this and that. And you know what? Same thing when Jordan was playing. Oh, they blow whistles. Oh, people always hate the, the top. People always hate. There's always haters that hate the small players. You know? Yeah. That's just the way it is. I enjoyed watching Michael Jordan play and his highlights and all that. I, I kept cha- a championship from the Knicks, but he's just one of those rare players that, if you're lucky enough to see them playing, he had Magic Johnson, Larry oh, Bird, you look and back Jordan. Now and, and you appreciate it. It's like he used to knock out my Hawks every year in the playoffs, too. You know, it was frustrating at the time. You know, the Pistons or the Bulls would always beat the Hawks in the playoffs or the Celtics. But, uh,. Mm-hmm. You know, you look back at it now and you really respect how great he was. You know, that's why I look back at a guy like Kobe now. Kobe was unbelievable. He had, you know, yeah. I, you know that guy wanted the big shot all the time and he made the big shots. And now that's LeBron's now. That's LeBron, you know. He's just – and LeBron, you know, they had – they were the dagger shooters, but LeBron is probably a better all-around player than that because LeBron could pass, shoot, and rebound. You know, he does it all. Yeah. But three of the best ever. I still say Jordan's the best ever. It's just things I've seen him do. But, you know, LeBron is right there. There's no doubt about it. So. Yeah. I agree with that. And, and it's a well, league thanks, full of great players. What happened? Yeah. I said it's a league full of great players. Yeah, well, there's a league the full, NBA, of, like, full of great, great players. players. A lot of great teams there's and a only, lot of great And there's players. only two or three teams that could win a championship. That's the problem, though. <laughs> you know? Yeah, good point. <laughs> right now, everybody's just waiting for LeBron to retire. Like, they still got a while because LeBron's so physically gifted and in great condition, he ain't going anywhere for a while. So. All right. But, Alan, thank you, as always, for calling. Spend you got a lot it. of time for a variety of stuff from baseball to football to basketball. Always appreciated. And uh, look forward to next week. We'll talk some more. And hopefully we'll talk some about some more Met wins next week. Hopefully a better week than this past one, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the umpsers went on right, Friday. Man. Yeah, they right. always went on a Friday. <laughs> All right, man. Enjoy, right. enjoy the rest of your weekend, and I'll catch you next week. All right. Enjoy tonight's game, hopefully. Have a good one. Thank you, man. All right. Alan from Oldbridge, always doing a great job, talking baseball, football, and basketball. He's covered a lot. He was on for a while today, so I appreciate it. Thanks.
calling in. Have another caller. We're going to hit the phone line. Christine from Pine Bush. Hey, Mojo. What's going on? Thanks How you for doing? holding. I know you were on hold for a while there. It's okay. I was listening. What's, What's up? What's going on? Nothing much. Just talking about your Yankees before. They continue to play great baseball. Obviously, last night they lost, but you can't win them all, right? So, yeah, yeah. You know, over, yeah. overall, they're still playing great. They're in first place. They're half a game up yeah. on Baltimore. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you got to be excited. I wish they were winning these games, though, because that's how you gain ground, you know. But we'll see. Because Baltimore, you know, they've been losing also, which is a good thing. Because otherwise, they wouldn't be in. Yeah, then, you know, funny thing is Baltimore, the Yankees, and Boston are all four and six in their last ten games. Yeah, I know. But you know what but, I heard that was interesting? An interesting stat. I don't want to say it wrong, but it goes to something like this. I heard it the other night. A-Rod was host, um, your commentator on... ESPN, not ESPN, Fox. It was the yeah. Fox night, right? They were so really good was, at that job, by the way. I like it. Yeah, they were, that. and it's they good. were, and they were talking about in the last hundred and sixty-two games that the Yankees played. So I'm going from this year, and then I guess the end of last year. In the last hundred and sixty-two, I think it was one hundred sixty-five games that the Yankees played, they won 92 or 95 of those games. That's it. Yeah, the Yankees. Yeah. Well, the last, like, I think the last two months of last year, they were like 12 or 13 games over 500. And then now right. this year, they're about nine. So, yeah, they're right. like 20 so games I was over thinking 500. about yeah. that. That's almost out of like 160. It was 160-something. Like I wasn't really season. paying attention. Yeah, it's like a full season. But it was, you know, out of the last 165 games, let's say, they won almost 100 of those. That's, that's a really that's a really impressive. To me, I was, I was like, wow. You know, they are. They are playing very good ball. They really are. I was, I was yes, no, they're playing unbelievable baseball. Imagine when yeah. they get some pitching. When they get some pitching, they're going to be really tough to beat. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. So, no, yeah. they feel this without even pitching right now. Yeah. They have a couple oh. of, like, that kid they brought in the other night, oh, Matt Green, he wasn't too bad. Two nights in a row, he, he pitched really decent. Like, I don't know. They brought him in um in a row, and I think he gave up two hits and no runs and, and let's say, seven or eight. Six innings, I want to say, like that. A few innings each game he came in. Two, one in one game, and three the other game. He gave up only a couple of hits, struck out the side a couple of times. He pitched pretty good. His name is Green. Yeah. He and, wasn't yeah. bad. And they need guys to step up with, obviously, with Chapman going to be gone for another close to a month. So, so that's a bad injury. You know, Chapman's injury goes back to last year. The Cubs just ran him to the ground in the postseason last year. Yeah. They really did. I mean, he they overworked him so much last year in the postseason, and I think that's part of the reason he's hurt now. But, you know, it don't look like it's anything that should linger past this month. It looks like with some rest he should be fine. And the Yankees definitely want to get him back. They're doing too bad. I mean, they're, they're doing okay. I mean, you know – I think um, I'm trying to think because I've been watch 
watching I've been watching the games. Um they who they have closing for them? They had um name now. He didn't do too bad well, the other night. Well Batansis is the closer now while Chapman. Yeah, out. yeah, Batansis, right, right. Right. He he went I mean I think he did bad one night, like he didn't have such a good outing and then the other night he the the night the next night he did better. I don't yeah. remember, but um, you know, like you said, you can't win them all. So, you know, I'm just happy with their performance right now, and you know, they're, they're doing okay. So, I'm not complaining. Yeah, no, yeah, you know, should be ecstatic. There's nothing to complain about. First place, you know, this is supposed to be a year for a rebuild year for them, and they, you know, now all of a sudden they find themselves in the race. So. You know, yeah. nothing, Yankee fans should be nothing but ecstatic right now that the the rebuild is moving faster than they even expected. So yeah, you should be very happy. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm and, not complaining. And I'm I know y'all being from Pine Bush. How did the Mets do last night? I think Michael went to the game. Yeah, they won three nothing. Oh, he must have been glad. Finally, yeah, I was supposed to go with him actually. So I couldn't go because Anthony had a game. So uh, I didn't go last. You know, I gave, I gave him back the ticket. I don't know who he went with, maybe Mikey or somebody. I don't know who he took. I think he was We're going Maria. tonight, though. We got tickets tonight we're going. Me, Tony, oh, Ann, and Anthony. With Anthony's right. school. Yeah, oh, like, nice. we're going to be on the field for the National Anthem and stuff. Oh, nice. That should be fun. Oh, have to watch yeah. There's like, there's like 400 people going. Oh, nice. Very nice. So it should fun. Be, definitely be a fun night. Yeah. What did you think about the Jeter ceremony? Did you watch it? That, yeah, I, I didn't see some of it because we were at a birthday party, but they had it on the TV, but the volume wasn't really on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Yankees always do stuff first class, so, you know, they always give first class celebrations. I heard some Yankee fans calling the radio the next day saying it was over the top, it was too long. I mean, these were Yankee fans saying it. But, I didn't I mean, think it was listen. too long. I think because he, his speech was short, quick, to the point. I didn't think well, it was too long. he's a class guy. He's a classic guy. Yeah. They went to the, they went to, um, the, they showed him unveiling his, um, his thing. And then, they went right to the field, and they had some of the guy, you know, like his guys there, Tino, Bernie. They were all there with him, and Jorge, and his family. And they, it was pretty quick. I didn't think it was long at all. I didn't think it was yeah, long at all. I thought it was nice. Yeah, yeah I just listened when I heard the next day on the WFAN, they were people were calling saying it. But huh. like I said, I didn't, I didn't see the whole thing because I was at a party, but I seen it was on in the background and stuff. This is like, you know, every time it's number, they put on the oldest plaque and all that, you know. Right, right. His plaque, and they gave him a, um, a you know, frame. And then they were making a big deal that A-Rod didn't come. But, I mean, come on. People find anything to, like, get get on A-Rod. Everybody just, it don't matter. A-Rod's just like, no matter what he does, he can't do anything right. Like. And meanwhile, A-Rod might not have even been invited. That's the whole thing. Yeah, like, yeah, they were saying that. Plus, A-Rod was in Miami with his mother for Mother's Day, and then he flew back to New York at night. 
But, you know, maybe he wasn't there in time. Or maybe, like you but said, maybe he just wasn't even nice, on the A-Y guest list. Him, so, I mean. But he gave, but he gave him a nice, um, yeah, yeah, he gave him a, something yeah, I heard nice. That. Um, yeah, so. People this, just like, you know, certain fights, people just like to go after. They just can't. People are miserable in their own lives, so they just keep going after guys like that, you know? I'll tell you one thing. I really liked A-Rod on, um, as a commentator the other night. He was really good. Oh, he has a future um, there for sure. There's no oh, doubt yeah. about it. He was really good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it a lot. And he wasn't like, you know, of course he wants the Yankees to win, but he was, you know, giving props to the other guys on the other team. And, uh, yeah. So, so you can't play favorite. He was in a Met booth the other day, too, so, for a Met game. Yeah, I like I like him as the commentator a lot. So. Yeah, no, he's definitely got a big future there. You could definitely see that. Oh yeah. And he's made plenty of money in his baseball career, so money ain't even an issue for him anymore. And and he's got J Lo on his arm now too. So. Yeah, well. I'm not. Jenny a from huge... the block. Yeah, I used to be a J-Lo fan. I don't know. Lately, I'm not. She just gets on my nerves now. But I like A-Rod, so. And, uh, yeah, and and the Yankees, I'm very happy for the Yankees. I'm enjoying watching the games. I kind of, like, every day I'm looking forward to the game. And, yeah, it should be a good game today. I think um, what's his name's pitching tonight? Today to um, Tanaka. Tanaka, yeah. Tanaka, yeah. So that should be a decent game. It should be fun to watch. Yeah, you figure they'll win today. I hope so. I hope so. They need to because they lost the last two, so they need to win. Uh, they need to win. She <laughs> We don't want to fall into a slump now. Yeah, no, you got You don't want to make. You, you got to cut these little losing streaks, or you know, one two games you can live with. You don't want it to get like four or five games. That's when you know. Did you see the collision yesterday between Judge and Castro? I seen it on the highlights. Yeah, I didn't mm. see the game, but I seen it on the highlights. They're all right though. Yeah, Castro was like his arm was all bloodied up, like, I guess from, like, the gra- the artificial turf, you know, when you scrape Yeah, it your... got rubbed, but, yeah, it got, like, that rubbed. Yeah, like, like a rubbed burn, yeah. Yeah. I'll tape it up, it'll be fine. Yeah, but that, that could have been worse. That wasn't, um, the two of them need to get better coordinated. That happens, that's part of baseball. There'll be collisions every once in a while, that's like that's baseball. All right, well, well, we'll you, have a good, uh, you have a good week. Thank you. And, um, and I'll, I'll speak to you. Yeah, I'll speak to you. Yep. Okay, and have right. fun tomorrow. Tomorrow the game. Thank you. Right? you tonight. Oh, no, tonight. tonight. Have yeah. fun. I'll put it on. I'll look for you. Thank you. Yeah, we'll be in the upper deck, though, but during the national anthem, we'll be on the field. Yeah, I'll look for you. <laughs> Have right, fun. Enjoy your weekend. Night. Enjoy your Yankees. I know you it's not too. too hot tonight, so. Yeah, nice night. All right, have a good weekend, and I'll speak to you on Monday. Thank you. You too. All right, bye. All right, bye.
Christine from Pine Bush. Talk to baseball. As always, great job, Chris. Great job today. As uh, obviously I said, I can only do two. I'm going to only do two hours today, so the show's going to. I'm going to end the show in a couple of minutes. Just wanted to throw a couple of notes out there first. Kali Leonard is out tonight for Game Three against Golden State, so a big blow for San Antonio. They're in a must-win, down two games to nothing. But they are home. You expect them to come out on fire, you know, playing good tonight on fire with the crowd behind them. So we'll see if they can win this game without Leonard. Leonard could be back for Game Four, so this really is a big game. So we'll see what happens there. A baseball Dallas Keuchel placed on the DL with a nerve nerve injury to his neck. They said he should only be out 10 days, though, that he should be back, so it don't look like it's anything serious. Just a couple of notes there. And uh, as far as the the winner of the Derek Jeter card, I will be putting it, I will be presenting it as a random, like I said, of all the callers that were that called in today, the random drawer, and it will be placed on, my, on the Facebook page shortly after the show, so keep an eye out for that. And uh, the winner will get their card in the next day or so. So, Definitely, uh, so keep an eye on that. We're going to be pulling a random drawing right after the show, and uh, so good luck with that. I want to thank everybody for today for calling in, talking talking sports, you know, Dr. A, Christine Fody, Magic Mike, Adam from Manhattan. Great job today, guys. And, uh, you know, next week we'll be back. Next week I'm, I'm probably going to do, this is next Saturday, my son has a baseball tournament, so the show will most likely be on Sunday. Well, definitely not going to be on Saturday. Probably going to be the 10 to 1 slot on Sunday morning, so just a heads up, but I'll, I'll remind everybody on the Facebook, just for next week, it's going to be Sunday, the show next week, on Memorial Day weekend. But everybody, enjoy your weekend, the weekend. You know, don't look like it's as hot. Today it was a little cloudy, but it's supposed to be in the 60s, so enjoy your weekend and, uh, you know, enjoy sports, watching baseball, And I will see everybody next week.